Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, fam, and we are back with another episode for our Black History Month series. Do me a favor. Before I bring my girl Brittany Brodus on, I need you to go in the review section of this podcast and leave me a five-star review. Thanks so much. You are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. My goal is to help each and every listener pursue and center wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist. Now let's get into it. I say it's a confidence for me. It's a confidence for me. I need to say it confidently. Say it's a confidence for me. It's a confidence for me. Brought here and forced into slavery. Um, and based on those traumas that we experienced during slavery, some of those same behaviors, the attitudes, um, you know, the belief systems that we adopted as slaves can be passed down to generations after that. Um, and that is why we see like the hyper. Yeah, amen. You're a treasure, um, Dr. Chandra Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. I'm not been listening. I'm learning so much. And we are live. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to redo it? <laughs> Yo, you're silly. And we are live. Hey, y'all. It's Dr. Shonda. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, and I'm here to host today's episode. We're talking about Black love. So y'all know all month long we we're talking about Black history, what that means for our mental health. Today, we are focused on Black love. We can't talk about Black people, Black history without focusing on Black love, right? Yes. And listen, I couldn't do an episode without bringing back the expert of Black love, the number one Christian sexologist. Period. I've been asking for her to come back, so I got her back, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, Dr. Shanta. Hey, girl. You look cute. Yes. Thank you. So do you. Come on. You say it's giving date night realness. So I'm like, okay, what would I wear on a date? But first of all, not me like, what would I wear on a date? What'd that be? Yeah! I've been on a date in so long. Like, I've literally had to do some research. I'm on Pinterest. Date night outfits, black girl. Stop. When was the last date you've been on? Well, I ain't trying to incriminate you, but was it this year, last year? Oh, no, definitely wasn't this year. And uh, I think the last date I've been on was the dating horror story from the last episode that we did. That was a year ago. Well, there you go. I'm going to need you to get it together, Brittany. Child, we're going to talk about it. We, 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 we going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But yeah, I. Okay, we'll we'll get there. We're um, we gonna get there. Okay, so but before we get into that, you recently had a birthday. I did. Hey. Thank you. I am thirty five now. Thirty five. That's crazy. I am not. I am so used to being the youngest in a room, the youngest in you know spaces, pioneering, and so still a pioneer, but like. I'm catching up. I'm like an elder now. Like there are people who are, I am in the space with some of my friends that I was, that I looked up to other people in. Like mm-hmm. my old heads, who I was, who I am. No, come on words. Who my old heads were to me. I now am to other people. And it's like, it's blowing me. Like, listen, I knew that we weren't in Kansas anymore, age-wise, 
But I did. I had. I did a game night. My daring discussion, sex and relationships game night at NCC State, and like I was going through like my slides and stuff with the host, and she was like, "I think you like this is good, but I think you should change some of the like relationship goal couples because I don't think they're going to recognize these people." And by these people, she meant Martin and Gina, Sinclair and Overton. Are you serious? Whitley and Dwayne. And I was like, well, who is this? I feel like if you're on Gen, if you're Gen Z, you should still who know they are. Like they are iconic couples. They don't know. They don't know. Sweetie and that other one. Who is it? One of them. Not offset. Mm-mm. Not take off. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to the king. It's one of them. The one that's not him. Quavo. Who? Quavo. That's it. Sweetie and Quavo. Cardi and Offset. Like the only one that I had that they got was um Whitney and Bobby, because you know, and uh, uh Sierra and Russell. De- and I was like, I was like, so yeah, I was like, yeah, well, I'm not, I, I'm not a kid anymore. I think, so I, I honestly feel like I'm in a similar place as you. Um, I feel, as I'm sitting here older than you, but go ahead. Girl, we are not that far apart. But first of all, 30s is still very much young. Like it's like the only difference is my knees sound like bubble wrap a little bit. Like I was just. Oh, girl, I'm in the gym, my knees be popping. I'm like, what's going on, Jesus? Um, but I will say it's it's very much young because like when we're still in that era of finding ourselves out, establishing career goal, we can still change careers if we want to. Yeah, like, all true. that is very true. But also, you know, people on TikTok saying, "Oh my gosh, I adopted you as my auntie." A girl. Girl, listen. I'm flattered or offended. Okay, let me tell you something. There are people at my job right now, interns at my job right now, who call me Miss Brittany. Hey, yo. Don't do that. <laughs> I was like, Miss Brittany. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I think that that, though, that revelation that, I don't know why it took so long for those words to come out, that what my old hairs were to me, I am now to other people, that yeah. also is impacting dating for me. Mm. Because in addition to being 35, I also got a 10-year marriage under my belt, which is like crazy to me. I have a 12-year-old. He's so cute. You know, (laughs) him him is handsome. Don't get me wrong, but that thing. (laughs) But yeah, and so that's like, I have like major, I'm working on a fourth, fourth degree. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I didn't see some things. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't accomplish some things. And then it's also that feeling of like imposter syndrome that says I haven't accomplished enough because I did have all here friends, right? My sphere of influence, my sphere of, you know, what goals were, they've already achieved it and I'm still trying to get there. Right. And so I don't, I feel like I'm not done as much as I feel like I've done so much. I also feel like, dang, I ain't done enough because I am 35, but I'm like, I should have been a doctor by now. I should have been like, 
all these should haves, which yeah. is like impacting my next decision making. I know, like, so we ain't okay. gonna do okay. Come on, Doc, don't turn the therapy on. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when I think, when you say, dang, it's been a year since you've been on a date, what that is, is, yo, I gotta get this done. I gotta, I gotta, cool, I gotta, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't got time to get. And it also changes the pool of where I wanna pull from because. I'm 35 mm-hmm. and I don't have time to date potential. That part, that part. I need you to be where I am at or up there where my old heads are. Cause you know, I got a thing for the, for the salt and pepper. I do, I do too. But the thing is the way these young guys be in my DM, I'm like, y'all do know how old I am. Right. Okay. It's the thing. And this is the thing. That part, and plus, also, y'all do know I'm not having no more kids, right? And that's really, that really, like, that's really what we talk about. That really count me out. Like, they be on, they be feeling the kid. But then I'm like, I'm not having no kids. And they, they just now get started, right? They have kids at 34, 35. Ain't nobody tell me to get married at 12. Child. <laughs> Child. <laughs> no, I'm I'm hopping on your case about, like, you know, dating and what that's looked like. Because I feel like, even for myself, like, last year, there was a, a long period of time where I was just solely focused on like building a private practice. Like I'm good off that. I don't really need too much right now. Um, and my communication, honestly, with like, you know, the potentials or whatever, it was inconsistent. And I can admit that. Um, so what, what you're describing is real. And I think that, that I think that's a unique type of concern that people in our age group with our accolades and the uh, achievements that we want to strive toward that we like that's a legitimate thing that we're most of us are experiencing like how to balance dating along with you know striving toward goals yeah like yeah yeah because it's those things like my pastor talks about like whether you can afford to date not just financially whether you can afford it financially mentally spiritually and with your time can you afford the time that you have to put into dating and i genuinely can everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light and i and that last year when i kind of stepped out and was trying I realized that I got went bankrupt real quick because I just did not have the capacity. And one of the hard conversations I had to have with myself and my therapist was that I don't think I want to date per se. I want to be doted on. I want to be cared for. I want the attention, but I don't want the expectation that you, that I have to do that back to you, that I got to show up for you how I want you to show up for me, which I know is not fair that once it, because it's so one-sided, that's how I know I'm not ready mm. because I want to be able to disappear for hours on end because I'm working. But then I also want to reserve the right to be like, what's wrong? why I ain't hear from you all day, which don't make Who's sense. on me for doing that? I know it. 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 Listen, the, 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 you know, your sermon and your testimony ain't that far apart. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know it. I know you know, it. Let me tell y'all, Brittany has been to my home, been through my text messages, responded to my text messages that I can get back to people on, and then rebuked me for not being yeah. as consistent 
and then blaming everybody else for not being consistent in my life. Like, mm -hmm. like she literally, like you, you laid me out for that. I did lay you out, and I would do it again because here's the thing: right is right. Okay, the the truth is the truth is the truth. So just because I ain't arrived yet, don't mean I ain't talking right. No, you talking just, right. And that, but and that's the other thing. Like I also know that. I have, and this is the thing where it's difficult, especially in dating, that you cannot expect you out of others. There should be equity in the effort, in the intentionality, in the in the intention, but they are them and you are you. So for me, I can have a whole bunch of things going on at one time and text you back and forth all day. Okay. Because that's the thing that I do. Like my phone is often in my hand. I use my phone a lot for work. So it's not, sometimes I'll, very rarely will I forget to respond or I'm processing my response and then, you know, forget to get back to it. But for the most part, I can, I can continue on the conversation. And there are moments where I want my, the person I'm, you know, talking to I, be on FaceTime while I'm typing this paper. Like, don't really say nothing to me. Like, let's just live like that body doubling. Like, let's just live this parallel kind of life or whatever. But that doesn't work for everybody. Some people, when they locked in, like would you like when you locked in, it's no, don't, 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 don't be dying because Shonda ain't the one. She concerned. <laughs> and fill her in and don't leave no details out once you catch her. But don't it's don't it because when you locked in, you locked in. And I respect that 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 boundary. Like the people who live their life with their phone on do not disturb. I don't understand it. I do not, <laughs> I do not understand it. I gotta do better at that though. I do not understand, but I know that I like I had to stop measuring people's communication, measuring people's care for me, desire for me, appreciation for me by their communication style. Mm -hmm. Right. And so and I had to honor other folks' boundaries. Like for me, like don't we're not going out on a week where I have my kids. Like we're not going out the week we have my kids, so don't ask me, right? And but at the same time, I want you to want to see me and be mad vocally, like, dang, oh, I wanted to go here, but you got your kids this week. All right, as soon as you drop them off, come see me. Like, give me that energy, right. but also don't put no extra pressure on me to make the final babysitter and do all the and do all the things. And then when I don't have my kids, you better not have no plans. I want your schedule to be my schedule. That's not realistic. That's not fair, which is why it has been a year since I've been out on the town with the, with a man and guy. Also, I've lived a couple, if I'm being 100% honest, you know, Uncle Barbecue. Oh, yeah, Uncle Barbecue. Okay, okay. Uncle Barbecue spun the block. <laughs> they always do, though. Uncle Barbecue spun the block because I had to tell him, I was like, yeah, I just have to, you know, focus on yourself, King, because I'm just not, I'm not able to give you what you need. And he spun the block, like, are you ready now? But he's going to let his beard grow in first, and then we're going to revisit the conversation. I'm here for a good beard. No, because honestly, he I can't. He like, he has to, this is, it, I can't. The goatee alone is not doing what it needs to do. So when the beard grow in, we'll see if it connects, and then we could talk about revisiting some type of romantic so if and only if the beard connects, then you're going to give him a chance. Correct. And I know that that is toxicity at its finest. But 
the difference between my toxicity and the, the toxicity you want people to stop is that I am not ignorant of it. I this not a blind spot. I am very aware of very the aware. problematic nature of my behaviors. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Period. Okay, so since we're talking about toxicity, I want us to transition into a, a segment that we're doing specifically for this episode called The Social Corner. And so I want us to highlight some of the social posts and videos that have been going viral uh, in the social media space. And I want us to kind of put our perspective on it. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so this is a post I found from Facebook. Don't ask me, child, while I was on Facebook. Um, But I usually get content from Facebook. There we go. Fellas, submissive and 50-50 don't go together. Submissive... Mm don't go together. So Brittany, number one Christian sexologist in the country. Her. I don't know what your take is on this. I'm most, I, what strikes me the most is that it seems like based on the name that a man wrote this. <laughs> right. And like I, normally this kind of content comes from women like, you know, I submit if I got a blah, 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 blah. And it's, you know, it's still pulling on that very, that box that we put men in, right? Protector, mm-hmm. provider, and provider only in the sense of finances. And that's what that's what this is. And normally is women like, man, forget that. I ain't doing that struggle love and all that, which we, we like, no, we don't want struggle love. Right. But here's the thing about, particularly for my context and even yours, like as Christians, we are called to submit one to another because that's it. Like not if, not as long as, not so that they submit one to another because that like, that's it. And so when we're, even when it's, you know, women, so wives submit to your husband unto the Lord, um, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. All those things are, is because. And so this quid pro quo type of approach we have to relationships is keeping it transactional. Mm. And that is why we have the struggles that we have. That is why I believe in part that divorce rates are where they are. Why divorce rates in the kingdom match divorce rates in the world. When we have the ultimate counselor, come on somebody. <laughs> because it is transactional and it's also designed. We now we get we get now. You know, I, I didn't want us to get this spiritual this way. Let's, let's go. Like, you know, Genesis three sixteen. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Like this is part of the fallen world. This is the result of the original sin. Your desire is to rule over your husband. You want to be in charge. That says woman. We want to be in charge, and he's going to be. He's going to be the he the head. He's going to be in, we're going to be in this battle, this tug of war, this battle of will forever and always, because that is what the design is. Unless we and then we have to seek God to humble ourselves, to submit one one to another to kind of push back against the curse that we are all under as because we live in a fallen world. And so mindsets like that um, is troublesome when the real the real heart of that is for men to say it is I'm going to pay all of these bills so that you can do what I tell you to do. Mm. And for women, I don't necessarily want to submit to you because I don't know if I can trust you. 
So I'm going to I'm I'm make my own money. I'm going to do my own thing so that you'll never be able to control me because I don't trust you. I don't think we understand how like problematic this type of mentality is. Um, because like you said, it's surprising that a man wrote this, but like the, the whole concept of like, you know, I'm not submitting unless, you know, you pay all the bills, you do X, Y, and Z. It's putting a contingency plan on yep. submission. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. and the thing is that even for people who aren't believers, right, there is no successful relationship of any kind, friendship, business, personal, whatever, that doesn't require some level of compromise. And in a compromise, there is submission. Compromise and submission are twins. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Like you have to submit to the compromise that you've agreed upon. You have to submit your will to that of another. You have to assess the full situation and see what decision fits the greater good, even if it's not the one that you desire the most or that you came up with. And so this is not just a submission issue for believers. This is just for, you know, black people in general that people and human humanity in general that you need to submit to be successful that we are interdependent we live in community we're not isolated no man is an island unto themselves therefore you submit all the time the problem is we put it we do it all the time so as we put a word on it a label on it now like oh yes yes now now an hour ago you was with it and now I say the word. Now all of a sudden you all, you know, you want to grab your torch and pitch for it. Like you were with it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, we hear the word submission. We mm-hmm. think serving on both sides. We're on both sides. So that post says, I'm, I'm not going to go 50-50. I'm paying everything so that you can be subservient to me. Right? Because submission does not mean blind agreement. Can you touch on that a little bit? Please touch on that. Submission does not mean blind agreement. Submission does not mean blind agreement in the same way. Like we love to be, you know, helpmates, right? We are, we are called to be a helpmate. We want to be a helpmate women, you know, believers, but that also means sometimes helpmates and submitted wives, women, you got to shake the table because you are standing in the stead sometimes to protect what may come when you are the head. Right. They people say, I don't know if I agree 100 percent with this, but they like to say the wives are the neck and the husband is the head. And, you mm-hmm. know, we go in a way. But, you know, a lot of the times those metaphors is good to help people understand it conceptually. But then like love languages, when they hold on to a hook, line and sinker, then we got we get stuff like happy wife, happy life. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really, which is another really, problem. You're right, it really is troublesome. But that's the thing. Like, so when submission is not blind agreement. That does you are not submitted because you agree with every single thing or because you go along with every single thing, right? Because there is no way just in life that every single thing that your partner says, does, decides that you flat out without call, without issue agree with. So what happens is you're saying yes, but then you're harboring feelings on the inside. And that's not a, that's not submission because submission is a heart posture. Why are you preaching today? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> submission is a heart posture. Submission says, 
I respect your leadership. And even in ways where I disagree, I'm going to go with what you said, because you've decided that this is the best for our family. But before we get there, I'm going to speak up. If there are situations that arise that I feel like, "Mm, babe, I don't know if this is the best decision or here's some things to consider. Mm-hmm. People think submission, they think quiet, they think meek, they think, you know, play in the background. I, you can be, there are there are loud, devotedly submitted wives or women or partners, and there are quiet tyrants. Quiet tyrants. <laughs> just because you silent, just Ooh. because you laid back does you not mean that you got it all figured out. She came in here to step on toes, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one Christian psychologist, Brittany Brodus. Um, no, you you hit on so many different topics there. I really want us to kind of like backtrack a bit. Okay. Right? So th- this concept of like blind obedience, because you can be loud, not necessarily loud, but like you can be outspoken, you can be opinionated, yep. you can be educated and still yep. be a submissive woman. And yep. I'm seeing this, um, I- I'm seeing this movement of men, um, unfortunately, like men of power, like black men, I'm seeing, right? With with businesses and such saying, I don't want a boss chick. Yeah. I don't want somebody who's, and you know, I, I don't want to call names because I love a person whose uh, <laughs> platform this was on, but you know, the, the concept of, I don't want a boss chick. I don't want a chick yeah. who's like out here doing it, hustling, you know, has this going on, has that going on. And I think it falls under that idea that a woman mm-hmm. can't be submissive and also, you know, yep. be educated and have a lot going on. Yep. Yep. And it's and it's also the this um boss, like boss, lead, masculine, feminine. Mm-hmm. There are all of these words that we do not define yeah. well. We understand them cognitively. We can, you know, recite Webster's uh, definition of it, but in practice. We don't understand what it means in real time. And a lot of it is, you know, we were socialized. That I really think a great deal of it is the ills of white supremacy. White supremacy says that you have to be just so, that leadership looks like this, power looks like this, strength looks like this, weakness looks like this, men do this, women do that, children do this, success looks like this. So we are spending our lives, spending our wheels, trying to achieve this uh, this, you know, created a false ideal of all of these things. And then the finish line keeps moving. And so we are, cont- and that's why we are exhausted. And that is why we are always at odds because we were looking for somewhere to place this blame, but it is the system in which we are situated. We have to pull, we have to push back against the system that is keeping us bound spiritually and naturally, which is white, you know, white supremacy, although there is some demonic within white supremacy. Sure. And, they, you know, they, as well. Okay. But that's why healthy black love is revolutionary. It's darn near rebellious. It is rebellious to be able to, it. to, it is rebellious to sit and in an intact family and intact, that's another conversation that you can have because intact does not always mean in the same household. Blended families are still intact. Period. Right. And so you may not have that again, white supremacy. Now, granted, you know, Jesus, Jesus loves marriage, right? You know, 
man or one wife and all the things and, you know, waiting until marriage to have your babies. There, there's, a, there's a structure. We know, we know. But also his grace is sufficient. So sometimes we fall outside of that structure, but we still can do the work of the Lord. Amen. Oh boy. You know that, you know, Brittany say hallelujah. Ouch. I still love the Lord, but I got my intact family living two different houses. You know what I'm saying? But that's what it is. But I think that when, but when we are able to function together, when we are able to disagree, but yeah. still move is pushing back against the things that are set up against us. That is what we put, put the enemy in flight, right? When we are troubled on every side, but yet still moving. Right. When, when the enemy comes out of flood, God will raise up a standard against it. And the standard that is raised up against the enemy that's working on this earth in the relationships of black men and women is our ability to actively um, move and navigate through conflict, healthy conflict resolution. Because we're not going to see eye to eye all the time. It's literally a part of the curse, just like contractions and pain and childbirth. This us bumping hands is literally a part of the curse. So we're going to deal with it every single time. But the, oh, oh, the blood. OK, we are able to through the power of Christ Jesus, through our daily picking up our cross and walking every single day to make to to make this change, to make things different. As we pursue shalom, right? as we pursue the original design that God has, as we pursue that back, try to get back to that. Edenic experience, which we know on this earth we won't always have, but it's better than if we just, you know, succumb to the reprobate mind to just do whatever, right? Yes. You know what I mean? And so when we see couples like Sierra and and Russell, right? And so how they they seem to have it all together. I'm certain that they have their their problems because that's just humanity, right? But they're having to deal with people in is it calling him corny because he loves the he loves the lord because he loves his family because Sierra who who y'all saw her and she really was she never really did too much but she was very different with future than where she sure. is right now you know what i'm saying but there's a and it's not people called it a refinement they called it, you know went from you know the ghetto to and there's more money and blah 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 but what it really is is peace mm. we have to put on no more she can rest in this whatever whatever her femininity looked like looks like she can rest in that because she's safe. Wow. Ah. Listen, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I don't know. It wasn't supposed to go this way, but Brittany and all of her knowledge and scripture, like I don't know about y'all, but I need you to type in the comments some fire emojis if you are feeling this. If you're listening to the audio version, go ahead and leave a review. She said, "Black love." Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Love is revolutionary. I think that's the name of this podcast. I love it. Black love is revolutionary. Period. It is. Period. It is. It, it really, it really is. Like when we think about we are our ancestors' wildest dreams and yeah. things like that. It's and it's it's that is our ability to do that to reconnect. The fact that we're getting like it was a space where we were getting married younger and younger. Mm-hmm. I got married when I was twenty two. So now there's statistics that showing that marriage and family and all of that is not really the goal. These Gen Zers are doing something. We don't know what they got going on, but right. But here's the thing. Once we figured it out or kind of got in our mind around, like we don't, that idea that I got to have a certain amount of money before I get married or reach a certain, once we push back against that, now what's happening, the more infighting, right? Why don't our marriages last as long as our grandparents? And they're like, well, because your grandparents, and I saw one post that said, because women are allowed to have bank accounts now. Or um, something like that, and it's to suggest that they want to hide. They want to make the exception to rule. Like I don't believe that all of the long-term 40, 50 year marriages that we saw from our grandparents was because grandma had nowhere to go. Like I, like, I don't want, I refuse to believe that there was no love and they want to pull up the instances where, you know, granddad had another family on the other side of town. Like, yeah, that happened. White people do it all the time. And white people just at the time had the socioeconomic status to keep and NDAs to keep that hush hush. NDAs. Come on. Okay. There, there was a built-in NDA in some of in some of our families where you had siblings and cousins living on the same block, ain't never know to the funeral. But but I still I still need to believe that that is the exception and not the rule. I yeah. need to believe that through from our royalty lineage, royal lineage in Africa to the, the ills of the transatlantic slave trade to slavery and everything that we've endured, that we there's a pull, there's a string that draws us together. And so all of the infighting about interracial relationships and the only way to be successful is to do this or do that, or you need a woman at this, this kind of woman, this kind of man, the high value, this, and all of those things are, again, products of white supremacy in one way, shape or another that is in, in, uh, infiltrating our communities to be able to keep us bound, mm. to be able to keep us bound. And I believe that there is genuine love for one of the black men. There's something for me, I speak for myself. There is something about a black man. Period. That like this is inexplicable, right? Even the ones that's not that cute. Okay, because here's the thing: we gonna we gonna be honest, right? We gonna be honest. We gonna tell the truth. Shame is love. Not everybody, not everybody on God's green earth is cute. Everybody is a child of God. Everybody is image bearers. Amen. The imago day, but the imago day don't have nothing to do with facial symmetry. <laughs> Not facial symmetry. I mean, quite as kept Jesus wasn't cute. Like, let's just be real. Quite as kept Jesus wasn't cute. And that's Bible. Don't take that up with me. I mean, take that up with me. Okay. Now, now David and Solomon was fine. They, I mean, the Bible clearly says they was fine. They was they they, he was fine. Do you know what I'm saying? So that means there is your it's preferences and attraction and all that. And there, you know, again. The conversation about preferences and 
whiteness and Eurocentric idea. We can, we can have, we can, but there is something, I can't explain it, but there is something about a chocolate black man or black men in general, my preference is chocolate, but who are, you know, whatever, to, um, that just does something. Even Uncle Barbecue, like there was a, literally not attracted to him, but seeing him being in his presence, I just wanted to like, it was something. There's a there's a settling, and when you're around, let me let me let me clarify this: a sure black man, mm. a black man who is sure of himself, who is That's a difference. There there is a difference, and the ones who aren't sure of themselves, that's not a character flaw. There may have been life that happened that that didn't allow you or haven't made for you to be sure of yourself just yet, and we can help a lot of that when how we how we allow. Our black boys to cry. Yeah. How we allow? Our, I think I saw um, a TikTok that was like, it was a little white kid. They were the mom was filming the TikTok. Something happened. She knocked something over, and the mom was like, "It's okay. Let's clean this up, and then we can start all over." And like viscerally, as a mom, when the thing knocked over, I said, <laughs> "And I like you know what I'm saying." And right when I was having this like visceral affective experience the stitch came and it was a black man. And he said he too had a visceral experience. And he remembered all of the times as a child where innocent mistakes, he got yelled at or glared at, or even if the moments where nobody responded, he just felt like I cannot make a mistake. And he said, he said, I am I want to, I try to imagine where I would be, what I would have tried what risk I would have taken that could have paid off well if I was able to make a mistake. Yeah. And so that that first post that you put up about, you know, 50-50 is, you know, and submission don't go together is a man who says, I need to be perfect. I need to pay every bill. I need to punch every, I need to slap every man who says something sideways about my wife. I need to beat on my chest. My God. So to keep everybody around me at line in line so that I am worthy. <laughs> Almost having to prove your worthiness. I had to prove my worth. And here's the thing that is not said. The silence in that message is 50-50 and submission don't go together and broke men aren't loved. That's mm-hmm. the silent message there. Mm-hmm. She loves me and does what I say because I have the money. But the moment that I don't have anything, she's gone. Oh, my gosh. It's so much hurt in that post that you just dissected. So much hurt, Brittany. Oh, my gosh. Listen, Brittany, I wish we had time to go more into depth with this. And we didn't even talk about sex. We didn't. Bro, we got to do a part two. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We got to do a part two. God loves it. Okay, sex is good. God loves sex. And even, if you, and, and even if you're abstaining, that doesn't mean you sex negative. You That's can be sex yeah, It literally is like you being sexually active and being a sexual being are not the same thing. Right. It is not the same thing. And you can, there's a way to honor your values and your humanity mm-hmm. because desire and discipline can, can coexist. We saw that in the garden. We, I think we talked right. about that the last time. We saw that in, we saw that in the garden. Lord, let this cup pass me by. Desire, I don't want to do this, but nevertheless, thy will, not my will be done. This my God. 
ladies and gentlemen, Brittany Brodus. All her information is going to be in the show notes. Make sure y'all tune into whatever she got going on. Um, do you want to talk about what you have going on? Yeah. So just keep in touch with me on, um, I'm at the intimacy firm on everything. I'm trying to, you know, Dr. Chanda got TikTok on lock. So I'm trying to find my space over there on the clock at <laughs> trying me on TikTok. I got to take a break. Trying me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at the intimacy firm on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, we just wrapped not too long ago, our season five of my, it might have been season six. I don't know. Um, my Volva and me, um, we did a men's edition. We did all black men's edition where black men from different areas of, of our life were talking about their relationship and their history and experience with black women and loving black women and what black women mean um, to them. So it's um, all of those episodes are on YouTube. So be sure to check them out. My Building Sexual Confidence as a Christian a course is coming soon. So make sure you are. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Building sexual confidence as a Christian, married or single. Um, so be sure to stay in touch with me. Um, follow the intimacy firm.com. You see that if you're watching the intimacy firm, <laughs> the intimacy firm.com. You see it. You can't see that. You know, I wear glasses. Jesus. I'm sure they can see it. I'm the kidding. gold right there in the back that say the intimacy firm. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I see it. Lord I, Jesus. Anyway, know. the intimacy We got our all new website. Make sure you sign up for our mailing list so that you will be the first to know when uh, that launches. So, period. Yeah. I love it, Brittany. So, yeah, we're going to come back for a part two. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast, y'all. Make sure y'all like her Instagram or TikTok up. And don't forget, y'all, you have the power to create the emotions that you want to experience. God bless. God bless. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.